And welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T.S. Spiridis. And JP. And you know what? Welcome to the podcast. I'm not I'm not gonna beat around the bush. We're not gonna we're not gonna, you know, talk about how crappy our weeks are. Um, you know, we're just gonna attack the elephant in the room early and often here. Um, you know, we got an interesting tweet this week. An interesting, you know, uh, I, I guess you'd call it a troll. I, you know, they don't have a they don't have a profile pic. I don't know who it is. I think it was uh, annoyed lax parent or something. Ted might have a picture of it. He might know better. Uh, but Ted, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna swing this one over to you. I'm gonna put it up on the on the t-ball tee and let you swing and see what you do with it. So, yeah. So it wasn't a tweet. It was uh it was a review of the. Oh pod, yeah, you're right. Right. Um, and I can't remember exactly what it said. Um, but you know what? Like, yeah, I guess it's our first taste of internet troll land. Um, somebody, somebody reviewed our podcast and, and felt like, you know, we weren't being, uh, we weren't doing our research and we were very biased towards 36 team 36 players, team 36 affiliated schools, whatever that means. Um, and you know what I, I they, they always say, right? Like, like don't feed the trolls. Like don't, don't get into it with them. Cause, cause they're doing it just to do it. Um, and they get kind of get off on that a little bit of like, they have, you know, they're doing it for, for their own enjoyment and fun and to serve their own, you know, ego in a way you know however whatever that does for them and when, when you try to like argue with a troll it's like arguing with my four-year-old daughter like she she's gonna have the thing that she wants and there's no logic behind it especially when we have no idea who who this was like it, yeah they put annoyed lax parent one two three four but it, it could have been one of our team 36 coaches just giving us a hard time it could have been a player that maybe we may look bad on a tournament. He doesn't like team 36 or, you know what I mean? It could have been anybody. How funny would uh, it have been if it was like mid ball, like we were, you know, picking yeah, the game or something but, and, and it was yeah. mid ball, just troll mid ball. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was mad at me. I mean, mid ball was actually texting me. It was like Blake's in the top 10. And I'm like, okay, that's fine that you think that, but they haven't, you haven't beat anybody. He's like, that's fair. We haven't beat anybody. So like now coaches are getting, are, are calling me uh, and texting me. They're trying to control the narrative a little bit, right? They're trying to plead, maybe not control the narrative, but they're pleading their case. You know, every coach thinks that their team is the best team. Every parent thinks their kid's team is the best team and their kid is the best player without any perspective of what's around them, right? Like if, if my kid plays for a team that plays outer Metro and we're the best team in the outer Metro, we never play a team from the Metro and we're crushing everybody. It might look like we're a pretty good team, right? And maybe we are, but unless you have that litmus test of you're playing the best teams, it's hard to really it's apples to oranges, but. And we saw you know, that I, last week. We saw that it, last week. Not, not to jump ahead, in not our, to jump in our ahead show, but, uh, but we but, saw that last week. But I did, yeah, I did want to address the elephant in the room. I maybe overreacted a little bit. I got fired up on social media and, you know, a couple people had to talk me off the ledge saying, hey, if you have haters, if you have people commenting on you and, and they're offended, you're, you know, you're probably doing it right. Um, so shout out to some, some super fans 
of the podcast. Uh, I don't, I don't know if we wrote them all down, but Deb Prechuk, um, I assume the mother of AJ. I, I don't know. I'm 99 uh, sure. sure. Um, but it's probably related. Um, you know, if it is your son, AJ's hell of a goalie. So shout out to you for, for the positive words, uh, coach Tim Roach from Lakeville North. Another listener says he likes what we're talking about. Um, we've been hard on Lakeville North. We've been hard on Lakeville North, and and he even said that he likes the podcast. So we we have I I think we've been brutally honest um, uh, about Lakeville North, and and we ha- I don't think we've been wrong either. We uh, you know Matt Grandstaff, uh, Brady's dad, uh, coach a nine ten coach at Chan, felt we were being unbiased, and he knows us well, and he knows a lot of the kids that we work with at Team Thirty Six, and felt. Like we weren't being overly biased. So shout out to him. Um, you know, uh, coach Marotsky at Lakeville South gave us a shout out. Um, and so I guess at the end of the day, you know, we just have to do the best we can. And, you know, this, this isn't something we get paid to do. Like this is nine o'clock on a f- Sunday night. Like we make extra time, you know, in our free time to do this. Cause we love talking lacrosse and we, we really do try to shout out as many deserving teams and kids and highlight the biggest games of the week uh, to give as much exposure as we can. Uh, I probably should have just not even reacted, but uh, you know, I am kind of glad I did because um, I think maybe it, it brought some more eyes onto us and, and kind of figured out maybe people are going to go, well, I'll give this, this, you know, uh, this podcast a chance with that being said, I will say that the, the, the maybe not as much the part about the comment that said, you know, maybe we're not focused all around the state as much as we are the Metro. That's a fair criticism. Uh, we live in the Metro. We coach in the Metro. Um, there's way more teams in the Metro than there are collectively like out of state. So I can see that point and Metro teams get a lot more love than out of state teams. Um, and so that's something we want to do a better job of and, and do more research on to try to highlight maybe some up and coming teams that could be sleepers come in playoff time, or maybe are a couple years away. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, I spoke my piece and now we move on and I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be honest about, you know, whether I have a hundred kids that play for a team, if I don't think you're going to win the game because you haven't shown that you're going to be favorite to win the game, then I'm just going to pick the other team. Like that's, this is, this is like, you know, journalism one-on-one. I, I agree. I, I don't disagree with anything you said. JP, do you have anything to add on Ted's rant? No, I, I mean, I agree. It, it, criticism is fair, whether, you know, we like it or not, but at the same time, you know, we're not talking about the teams that aren't relevant in the state for lacrosse right now. And we know we're talking about, Benil, Chan, Edina, you know, we're, we're giving credit to the teams that should be the top teams in the state. And if it just so happens that there's a lot of 36 guys on those teams, you know, it is what it is. We can't help the fact that we also coach some of the guys that are playing at some of the highest levels uh, in the state, but you know, I don't know. I, I like, I agree with the guys that were, uh, you know, backing us up and the guys that were being like, Oh, you know, for getting criticized, we're doing something right. So, you know, I kind of, I kind of like seeing that we've got some haters out there or, you know, big criticism people, I guess if you want to call them that, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to 
you are going to go to someone's review section on their podcast, you have too much time and criticism, I think, in your head. Um, no, but, no, 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 no. We, we need – keep reviewing. Keep reviewing. Pump up our review section. Five stars, baby. Send me, me the comments. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, we got I a Twitter. Do. If you want to, if you want to get yeah. our attention, put it up on Twitter. Let the hey, world see it because that's a way to hide it. Hey, if you want to chirp us during the day, send a, a tweet at down the alley. Make a burner account. Do it. I will respond. I'll re. I'll quote <laughs> tweet it. You know, let's get in one. I think the floodgates have now just been. Yeah, they have been. Uh, no, and I, I do appreciate <laughs> time to review. What you know, good or bad, they still gave us two out of five stars, which sucks. But um, so I mean, I guess you know that on the bright side, that that was good, and um, you know, maybe they were trying to give constructive criticism, but it didn't come across that way. Again, that's probably where I overreacted a little bit. Um, you know, but it's nice to see that we have some listeners, and we will try to maybe showcase other games. But right now, like the six of the top eight teams are in section six and section two. So it's like, what, like, what are you going to do besides talk about those teams? Um, and as we get, you know, as we move on, we're not going to beat a dead horse anymore. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about some of these intersection inter Metro out of state, you know, out of Metro matchups and what exactly happened in some of those games and why we, have been saying what we've been saying. So PMAC, I'll kind of let you direct this back on track. Thanks for giving me space to, uh, uh, you know, share my feelings with DTA nation. Hey, everyone loves a good Ted rant. We've had some of our, you know, best uh, engagement, I'll call it best engagement have been off of a good Ted rant. So we'll see what the fans think. Tweet us again. Uh, you know what you think about the Ted rant. Um, I, I, you know, I would love to hear and, um, if you want to chirp us, make a burner account and do so. I, I'd be happy to get in with in with you uh, on Twitter. So uh, back on the rails, back on the train station. Here we go. Looking at last week, um, I'm just going to give a quick, again, shout out to Ted slash his coin. Uh, his coin did a good job picking. So shout out to Ted. You had a great week. Uh, on if, if you're on a team that I picked, um, really sorry. Really sorry, I didn't have a good week, um, except for my team, Buffalo. The Buffalo Bison, baby. I'm wagon, wagon, 3-0 a week. We'll talk about them later, but shout out to my Buffalo. Uh, mm, love you guys. So, again, I know zero people in the city of Buffalo. I know zero other lacrosse players, but guess what? Biggest fan right here. So, screw you, whoever, uh, whoever was chirping us. I... There's no 36 players there. All right. Sorry. Monday night's game. Monday night's game. Prior Lake Egan. We had a potential jinx situation. We've really screwed a couple of teams this year. Um, the, the coin picked Prior Lake. I was all over Prior Lake, obviously. And JP finally getting a good pick. Yeah. Know, coming to our side. Prior Lake. Uh, pretty easy win over Egan. Ted, uh, you and me were calling it. Any thoughts on that game? You know, it, it's weird to see Egan be where they at, are at this year, uh, but we noted it on the stream, and they're just a young team. I mean, they had freshmen and sophomores, in, you know, in, in key positions. We've talked about it. Um, the best thing for, for Egan lacrosse is, like, 
you got a bunch of freshmen and sophomores playing a South suburban lacrosse schedule, going out, taking their lumps, learning, playing against the best. Um, and you know, they, they had some moments too against prior Lake where they rattled off three, four goals. They kind of cut the lead. Uh, I think prior Lake's depth just ended up, you know, ended up being the difference. And it just was like, watch, you know, you're watching juniors and seniors play freshmen and sophomores and that's what happens. But, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like Egan's a bad team. I didn't feel that way no. after the game. I just felt like they're a young team an inexperienced team. And they got a lot of foundation to build on in the future. I agree. Going to Tuesday, Wyzetta Taka. Again, this is where my where my situation, uh, wrong side of the coin, I guess, this week. Uh, Wyzetta, in, you know, in a respectable score, at least. I don't. I, I didn't see the game, but um, they they lost six to nine. Um, so to a good Taka team, right? We we had them at seven um, in a close game. So. You know, why is that, I think, trending in the right direction here? Yeah, I mean, just looking at the box, right? I didn't see this game either, but, you know, it looks like Tonka, you know, led through at least at the end of every quarter. I'm assuming they probably led for most of the game, if not all the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a team that had a good start to their season. Um, and I'm not really surprised by the result. I honestly kind of, if anything, I'm surprised that it wasn't a, a larger margin between these two teams. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a solid win. Why that has been historically a pretty decent program. Um, but talking, you know, they're having a good year, 10 one right now. Um, it's a good kind of middle of the week, uh, kind of grinder of a game. It kind of seems like for them to come out with, with a good margin. Um, they've got Benilde kind of looking ahead, uh, this Tuesday. So that's a, that's going to be a good, um, kind of measurement for them to see where they're at for Ooh, this I year. Minnetonka does. Yep. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for where talk is going uh, coming into the end of the year. Um, going to the hump day matchup of the week, Maple Grove over Rogers, JP and the coin were on that side. So um, again, going to this 36 bias, we have players at Rogers. So I was all, I, I was pumping the 36 bias all week. So call me out. Uh, but you guys uh, took the bias away. Didn't care who was where and took Maple Grove uh in a 12-8 win that's yeah that that's a nice that's a nice game for rogers i i think i was expecting maple grove to win that one by more uh and again we do have a couple players in the 36 program from rogers but i don't know much about their team and in general um but it seems like a pretty competitive game four goals i mean you you don't really know I, i unless someone has the full box score and they like sometimes they just put the final but you know it could have been 12 to 1 at in the halfway through the fourth and then ended up 12 8 but um yeah i mean that seems like a pretty competitive game i I have a feeling like elk river has a pretty solid program and rogers is right kind of right next door a little bit newer program so i i feel like rogers should be close to getting you know, kind of building, maybe they're a few years away, but, um, I, I don't know much about each team. That's why I flip a coin, but, um, yeah, that, that's a nice, you know, a nice game, a good win for Maple Grove, but I, I think Rogers hanging in there is something to be noted. Head scratcher, head scratcher score of the night, uh, back to the Jefferson squad, the, this team, this team, I, I don't know what to think of them. I don't know what to think of him. JP, you've played against this Hastings squad. 
Jefferson's supposed to be a number three team in our in, in our grade eight, in our grade eight ranking, and they only beat Hastings 10 to 9. So add this to the list of confusing Jefferson situations. Yeah. I, I, I want to love the Jags. I want to love them. I want to pump, I want to pump their they feel like a Bitcoin to me. They, they feel like they're going to the moon, just no PE ratio. It doesn't matter. They're just getting pumped. And and I hope they don't get dumped. I hope, I hope not, but it feels like something, the house of cards is going to come underneath this thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I would assume if, if Jefferson is legit, they should handle a team like Hastings by more than a, a one goal game. But, you know, we're kind of late into the season. Maybe eyes are looking a little bit too far forward than what's, you know, on today's schedule. So maybe chalk it up to kind of a sleeper game. You know, Jefferson was kind of looking past Hastings, looking to, you know, section playoffs. Uh, but, you know, either way, they got the win. Um, you know, maybe an ugly win, if you want to call it that. But, yeah, I don't know. Hastings, we played them early in the year, so they might be even a better team now than they were, you know, early April. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you that Jefferson's kind of one of those teams where you're like, I, I want want to root for you. I want to get behind you, but I don't know if I can trust you yet. Um, you know, I, I hope they make a run in sections and we can see them in the state tournament because that would be awesome. And I, I think when the big games come, they will be able to step up to the plate because they have been doing that all year you with these bigger opponents. You think I, I think that why not? You know, why not? I, 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 I think the common there's too many common people buying their stock right now. I don't think they're going to be able to live up to their earnings season. You know, playoffs is earnings season. Are they going to be able to report good numbers? I don't think so. I don't think so. Ted, any thoughts on your you're an alumni of the program? Yeah. Um they they aren't they're not a team that is maybe that six goals. Yeah, yeah, no, they're not a team that is gonna get a lot of hype because of you know, they're not blowing teams out, they're they're low scoring, they're built on defense, but they have some nice wins. And at the end of the day, it comes down to wins and losses. Um, Hastings, you know, they beat Kennedy 10 to nine. Oh, well, let's just start there. They're, so after that 12, four loss to St. Thomas Academy in May, they, they beat Simley 15 to 12. And I know Simley's not a powerhouse, but they're having a decent year. Uh, then they beat Kennedy 10 to nine. Then they lose to Matamidi five to 14, um, which is an interesting one. Then they turn around and beat Woodbury 15 to eight. So they crushed them who beat Eastridge, who we were high on. And then they beat Trimac. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, 14 to four must be sort of a, a, like a co-op. co-op. And then a nine, 10 loss to Jefferson and an eight, nine loss to Creighton. So Hastings might be a better team. You know, it, it took them till May to get to be where they are, but they seem to be, beating some of the middle of the road teams and hanging with some of the better teams. Are they like a next eight type of team? Like are they top 15? I I don't know. I mean, I, based on just scores, um, you know, the Kennedy win, I could say maybe a quality win. Uh, They did get crushed by Matamidi and St. Thomas. They lost to Matamidi? Yeah. Big time. I, I don't know if they're a next eight, but they, next eight, they can't I, be a next eight for me. I think they're better than what maybe JP saw at the end of April. That's fair. Um, That's so, fair. 
Uh, but a team like Jefferson, who we were high on putting as a number three team in our rankings, to only win by one in a game where it, this isn't them having to travel down to Hastings either. They had a home game. Uh, they should have maybe taken care of business a little bit more. Again, scrutiny's high when you're in the top three, uh, yeah. in the top five. Right? Um, but we'll we'll, go ahead, finish. Well, no, go move on. Cause I'm sure you're going to talk about, you know, talk. Well, I don't know. We talked about the game, the Jefferson Benilde game last week, you know, Benilde's the number one team and only beat Jefferson by two. So I, I don't know. It, again, is the scrutiny going to be the same on them for not beating Jefferson by more? I, I don't know, I don't, but I don't know. But one versus three should be closer than right. three versus unranked. But I, yeah. I, I, um, I anyway, we, we can move on uh, Thursday. Uh, Blake falls to EP. The coin was the only person right there. Um, six to eight though. Close game. Um, so again, I know you said mid bowl was, you know, trying to get them in the grade eight losing to EP. I, that doesn't help your case. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I, be- I believe in the last show I did flip the coin and I, I took EP, but uh, because that's what the coin said, but, I did say it was going to be close. I thought both those teams were kind of similar. Um, and I actually thought Blake had a better chance because of some of the guys they have in key positions, but nice win for Eden Prairie. I think they just needed to turn, turn it around a little bit. Uh, looks like, yeah, they needed a win. Um, they're a competitive, you know, competitive game. Um, I think they're a good team. I think Blake's a good team to be honest. Uh, but they just need to prove that they can beat somebody in, even like the top 15 to, to like get into the top 15. They just, they've had opportunities against Chan against Eden Prairie. Um, I'm not exactly sure who else here, um, but I know they've played recently. They've played some teams uh, and I'm just not quite ready to put them, you know, in a ranking position, but you know, they, they have a nice squad. So, um, but you know, nice win for Eden Prairie. The other game we were, keeping tabs on BSM Centennial. Uh, not the way the common folk wanted that one to go. I have um, so much to unpack here, but JP, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you start. Uh, you know, I, we, we took, I took Centennial, correct? Or did I, did I stick with We, we both took Centennial. I, I, again, you're kind of a private school guy, so I wouldn't call you a common man, but yeah, the, the <laughs> common man and you took Centennial. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think we were putting a lot of faith in the Centennial uh, squad there. And, and you know, I, I'm not going to say losing to Benilde by 15 is necessarily like the most horrible thing in the world. They are the number one team in the state as of right now for a reason. Um, but I would why? like, what was that? And that's why. Right, right. And, and, and I'm not going to say anything about only putting up four goals against Benilde because the cadets only managed three yesterday. Um, but I would have liked to see a team that, you know, we're going to have a lot of faith in or we want to think could make a run, you know, put up more of a fight against the top tier uh, team in the state. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe a little few more goals and, you know, reeling it in on the defense a little bit. It looked like kind of the middle of the game kind of got out of hand with them, you know, playing Benilde, from experience once they kind of get a lead on you they're just gonna keep stepping on your throat and just keep you know keep going and keep burying you um so maybe that was part of it you know Benilde was up 10 to 3 at half so I, I think they just kind of got the best of centennial and kept driving it in uh the rest of the game 
game. So, um, I really wanted to go to this game, but I got my second COVID shot that that day, um, and I just didn't I didn't want to drive up to St. Louis Park and then get hit with with the the side effects. I actually ended up being fine, but you know, so I just I only saw the score. I didn't see the game, but like you know, we talk about the bias and the narrative and all this stuff about all oh, the Metro teams and the traditional powers. They always get all the love and they always get the benefit of the doubt that Centennial was representing. They, they were the, they had all the little guys on their shoulder going into this game. I think they're a, I think they're a good team. And this was an opportunity for for them to show everybody that like, Hey, we can go on the road against the number one team in the state and we can, we can make them earn it. And, and it wasn't even close. They got absolutely crushed. And again, they maybe had guys missing. There's a lot of factors. I understand, but you have Benil doesn't have to schedule this game. And I, I mentioned that on the Twitter feed. Benil does not have to schedule this game. And for them to schedule this was a huge opportunity for Centennial because for Benil, this is the type of game where they have everything to lose and nothing to gain. Unless, unless Benil goes in and beats them 19 to five, everybody has questions about Benil, right? If it's a nine to eight game, then everybody's like, what's wrong with Benil? Even though wins a win, right? Uh, or so that puts, or, or it puts, yeah, whoever it might be that's in that game and that opportunity puts them in the conversation. Yeah. And, I wanted and, Centennial oh, in the grade eight. I wanted and, them. I wanted them to jump to one. Benilde has no choice to play Jefferson and Chan and, you know, Kennedy. Like, that's their conference. They have to play them. And then they have, you know, some of the geographically, I guess, makes sense to play Tonka and, and um, Edina and some of the, the schools around them, right? But to, to schedule Centennial and, and late May is a, I would say it's a favor to Centennial to give them an opportunity to do this. And they, they just, it wasn't even close. And this, again, this totally reinforces my entire point of when you go and say, why do all the, like, you guys are biased, the traditional powers, they blah, 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 blah. You guys only care about, it's like, look what happened a weak section, weak conference out of Metro team walked in to play the big boys and they got laughed out of the stadium. Right. Um, and so I know they're just kids. Like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to get over the top about this, but I'm more trying to speak to like the, the trolls, right. The trolls, the parents, whoever it was, it's like, there was an opportunity, right. Um, what is interesting about Benil though, is sometimes they're ripping off 19 goals in a game. Sometimes they're scoring six or seven. And I'm starting to wonder if there's somebody, maybe the coaching staff's pulling the strings a little bit on that. Like, you know, I used to be a pretty big poker player, right? And one of the most important things about being a good poker player is changing gears. They call it changing gears. So, so you may play really, really tight for a while. Then you might get loose and play reckless and play everything and throw your money around. And then you go back to being tight and you, you never want to be somebody that, ha that your opponent has a read on being like, Oh, if they, if they put money in the middle, they're so tight that they must have a good hand. 
You never want anybody to know really who you are. Um, and I'm not sure I even know who Benilde is right now. Cause you, you only score seven on Jefferson, which I'm like, okay, Jefferson's a really good team, but I, I think Centennial is a pretty good team to be honest. And they scored 19 on them. So, and they, what they scored 14 on prior Lake. And, but then, you know, they, they have games where they score 10 on Chan or what, you know what I mean? I so know, too, they put up a bunch. So it's like, yeah. And then he Dinah rolls in and they score 14 on them. And so who are they and do they really know, but they're not letting us know it's an inter- It's a very interesting conversation. Well, um, the real slim shady, please stand up. Yeah. Um, and, and to, to Centennial's credit, I think they're going to get better from this. And I think they are still a good, a good team. And I think this is a, like maybe a, almost like a wake up call opportunity for them to be like, yes, we're dominating our area, but we still have work to do. Still not a team I would want to play in playoffs. I think they have talent. Um, and I think they still are the quote unquote favorite for section seven, but, and maybe you'll get into this. There is a sleeping out of Metro team in section seven. We'll talk about them in a little bit. We'll talk about them in a minute. Um, and so maybe this is just what Centennial needed to um, maybe recalibrate, tighten some things up um, and, and get ready for sections and, and, and a run to state. Looking to Friday's game of the night, Buffalo versus Becker. My boys in Buffalo getting the job done again. Finishing the week three and zero over the Becker squad. I, I didn't get a game uh, right since Monday. Uh, hopefully, you know, if this was a betting situation, I would have I would have mortgaged my house on it because I was all over this thing. Um, JP, the only one on the wrong side of this, uh, as Buffalo gets a nice win over Becker going to Saturday, St. Louis Park. Um, you know, I, the coin was the only one right on this one. Uh, Hopkins 10, nothing over St. Louis park. Um, I, I, I do. Um, so Midbo texted me about this game and he was like, Hey, just want to let you know, Frickman, Todd Frickman still is the coach at Hopkins. So shout out coach Frickman, nice. uh, a friend of mine. Uh, but he also said that the Hopkins St. Louis park has a trophy for the game, a traveling and- trophy. They have a traveling trophy. It's it's half of a Hopkins helmet and half of a St. Louis Park helmet, like glued together, and it's like pretty sweet, actually. So that's awesome. Do you have a picture of that? What? Do I don't have a picture. I maybe uh, maybe uh, Todd will send me one. I'll I'll text him. Maybe I can get it for the next. Maybe for the Twitter. Feed. Yeah, let's uh, uh, let's get that up for the Twitter. I, I like that. You know, maybe not not two programs that are like state contenders or powerhouses, but you know, neighboring towns, um, you know, a lot of history and athletics, you know, just yeah. in general between those two um, and fun for them to set up sort of a rivalry game between them and something fun to play for every year. Um, and I, I actually wish like more teams did that. So uh, shout out to Hopkins and St. Louis Park. I agree. Make that rivalry game, you know, worth something. Um, you know, yeah, no, I love that. And another game, I think this is what you were referring to uh, a few moments ago. Uh, a score that caught um, that that caught your eye. Um, so I'm going to let you comment first. I did a little research in between when you first told me about this. So I'm going to let you dive into this. Chisago Lakes 
19 to seven over STMA. Uh, a little bit of a head scratcher, a little bit of a head scratcher. <laughs> um, so St. Michael has been St. Michael Albertville has been sort of the team, the, the, I don't know, the, the, the representative of the outer Metro, right? They, they've been the team that's probably been the closest yeah. that yeah. isn't in your traditional suburb. I mean, I guess now you could consider St. Michael a suburb, like enough people live out there and whatever, but um, kind of like an outer ring team that's been, known to challenge some of the Metro teams and, and sort of quote unquote, again, traditional powers. And, you know, they've, they've had kept it close with some of the late conference teams. Now they're in the late conference. So like, you know, they're a solid team. And we were pumping their tires last week. Yeah. And then Chisago lakes 19 to seven. So again, not even close. So I was like, I got to look at Chisago lakes. And of course, they don't play anybody just because of where, you know, again, their conference where they are, they probably don't, they don't travel down to the Metro as much. I mean, they're not too far away. I actually think that they could probably try to schedule Centennial, but they are in Centennial section. Um, but I looked at their scores. And I mean, 24 to one win, 30 to nothing win, 21 to three, 16 to two, 20 to two, like, they are obliterating teams. So they're they're ready to like up their schedule a little. Yeah. Bit. So like it's clear that yeah they play a bad schedule, but they're a good they are a good team. I don't know if they have one guy that's an all world player. If they have a line of kids, if they're all senior, I don't really know much about them. But they lost eight seven to Duluth on May eleventh. Duluth is decent. Duluth so, is a good program. That brings up my next question is like, how good is Duluth? Oh, Duluth's good. Duluth is confirmed good. Okay. Duluth is confirmed good. So now, and then they go and crush St. Michael, Albertville, and then so, they have force like a Monticello left, which aren't going to be competitive games. So, so you were talking about Chisago lakes, you know, pumping their tires. I'm going to go to STMA for a second, just to, uh, yep. just to maybe explain the score a little bit. Um, because obviously when you told me, I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? And, th- and this, this kind of reminded me of the Lakeville South prior lake situation. The night before they had a one goal game, it looks like against Hill Murray. So again, that could have been an emotional game, um, one goal game. And, and again, playing back to back, that's tough. Um, so that, that could explain partially how this outcome came to be yeah and and, you know um you know they lost eight seven to ep this is saint michael yeah they they beat buffalo 14 13 who you're high on they lost they lost 18 to 2 to edina but they only lost 11 to 12 to minnetonka they beat wayzetta so saint michael's not a certainly not a bad team, you know, maybe they've had their ups and downs. So I I'm ready to say Chisago lakes. I think they, I, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat Centennial for section seven, but they really certainly have a chance to, to be representing section seven in the state tournament. Is that a game that like, we need to try to stream, you know, put it on the flat screen if they're, if yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, like, 
everybody's talking about like, oh, section seven, they're so weak. It's so weak. It's so weak. And I'm like, Centennial and Chisago seem to be like pretty decent teams. Um, yes, Centennial had their letdown against Benilde. Um, but I think, again, I, I don't think that was indicative of Centennial as much as it is how good Benilde is. Yeah. Um, and just Centennial wasn't ready for the caliber that they don't see that every day. Um, but yeah, I, I, Chisago Lakes, and we have zero Team 36 players from Chisago Lakes, as far as I know, unless they, unless they <laughs> tell me they're from somewhere else. So you can put that on the bias board of not being biased. And I'm all in on Chisago Lakes as a section seven contender. Going to the girls side quickly. Um, Blake versus Hill Murray. We had a potential jinx situation, but um, Blake, you know, being a traditional power, I don't think we were going to jinx that one. Um, Chan versus Breck. Uh, I haven't seen the Breck girls play. So that's why I, I was all over Chan. JP joined me. The coin tried to fade the public. Uh, yeah. That one didn't work out for him. Uh, Chan with a nice win over Breck. Uh, in Prairie Stillwater, this was a game that, you know, I, I was real interested in, um, you know, maybe the public would, and the coin, uh, you know, would say EP would probably have the slight edge. Um, you know, I was going with, I guess the quote unquote underdog with Stillwater, um, you know, should have trusted the coin there. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Stillwater again, we talked about it a little bit last week, but they had, um, you know, they have a respectable program. I did hear from a listener who is a dad that um, ha- has a son that plays team 36, but also has a daughter that doesn't play team 36, but uh, plays in the community program at the city they live in. And they recently went out to Stillwater for like a, a jamboree or something and said the girls program in Stillwater, the youth program is like, multiple teams at every level, tons of girls. So they are doing something right over in Stillwater, but uh, EP came to play in this one, uh, looks like. Uh, Tonka, JP had the Tonka girls. Uh, I was just all in on Wayzata last week, and the coin went with me, um, and I finally, it finally paid off for me. Um, I <laughs> didn't have a great week on the girls' side either, it's, it's looking like, so – uh Wyzetta coming out on top that's a big um, win if i'm not mistaken i think tonka that's a good win having a good year Wyzetta, i hasn't really made any noise as far as i know on the girls side but uh that's a that's a really nice win for them conference win that probably shakes things up a little bit then for who wins the late conference i would think so i would think so Interesting. um blake ep couple teams i've seen on the girls side um i went blake uh, mostly, well, not mostly, but, you know, I, I've seen both play. I think Blake, you know, the Blake girls are great. Um, but also, cause I, I was just going all in on Blake. I was, I, I was staying, you know, kind of all in on that side. JP and Ted joined me slash the coin. So we had a jinx situation. I was kind of getting worried about my pick. Uh, but again, we, uh, the group prevailed. So I think, did we overcome the jinx? I was going to say, I think the jinx is what? zero and two for this week. Yeah, so I think oh and three, oh and three, oh and three, oh and three. So, that's good. I, I don't know. I think that might be a sign. It might be 
I don't want to jinx ourselves with the jinx. Jinx the jinx. Jinx the no jinx. A double jinx. You don't want that. But I don't know. It might be defeated. That's a good week for us to have 0-3 against the jinx or go 3-0 against the jinx. 3-0 against the jinx. So, uh, and then to round out uh, the last game, uh, seven to six, we had a tight one, Maple Grove over Champlin. Uh, me and JP on the right side of this one, the coin on the wrong side. Yeah. Um, you know, coin's got to fail every once. The fact that the coin was like 80%, uh, it means that, hey, you know, you're, 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 you're guaranteed 50, you know, you're not guaranteed 50, but you have a 50, 50 chance on each game. Uh, but to go 80% on a 50, 50 flip or whatever it was, you um, did well, you, you had yeah, a good week much. It was way less stressful. I didn't have to use my brain to think about it. I just flipped it. Um, I do want to, I have this game pulled up Maple Grove Champlin girls. Um, and I just was looking at the stat leaders for um, Champlin park. And this uh, Cameron Mayer, 37 goals, 34 assists, 71 points. Um, that's a that's a good year for uh, for her. So uh, don't know her, uh, but uh, heck of a year. So shout out Cameron Meyer um, or Mayer. Excuse me. She is committed to Northern Michigan University, mm. according to Lax Hub, um, and uh, she is a senior. So. Congrats to her for having a great year. Um, you know, hopefully she's in the talk for Mrs. Lacrosse. Is it Mrs. La- Ms. Lacrosse? Miss Lacrosse? Mrs. Or Miss Miss Lacrosse? Lacrosse, yeah. Um, seventy-one points. I mean, that's uh, that's a lot of points. Yeah, six points a game. That's uh, whew, pretty good. <laughs> um, I was actually at one girls' game last week. Um, well, it might have been at. Oh, I was actually at a couple, but the one. I guess close. Well, big one you could say. Prior Lake versus Ian Prairie, um, and it, it was an intense game. Uh, the score doesn't show how intense it is. Prior Lake ended up kind of pulling away, but yellow cards were flying. Um, fans got fired up, and it, it was a it was a good game to call. So, um, yeah, it, it was a it was a fun Saturday midday game. Um, before we get anything that we want to cover or talk about before we go into next week's games picks, uh, this is the last week, um, rounding out the schedule here before sections. Uh, I do have one thing, uh, again, just kind of going back to like bias and unbiased. So we don't, I don't think we have many Shakopee players if I'm not mistaken, I, you've been high on Shakopee. I haven't been as high on Shakopee, um, but they're they're you know slowly making their way to a ten and one record. But this uh, Linus Toward guy, um, great name by the way, um, Linus Toward. He is a tenth grader and has forty nine goals this year. Jeez. Uh, and so shout out to Linus. He. Um, yeah, he's got a bright future, and so does Shakopee with him. So, again, uh, just another another notable. Again, we talked about like, hey, if you if you do something worth talking about, we'll talk about you. Uh, and and here's here's a classic situation. Uh, you know, forty nine goals, and, and this season's not even over yet. That's a uh, that's a goal scorer right there. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to be zero assists though. <laughs> so this guy is uh this guy's <laughs> a finisher. He's a finisher. Yeah. That... Fine. You know what? You, you don't have to do it all. Uh, he has proven, give me the ball and I'll put it in the back of the net. So, um, but yeah, you know, great year for him goal scoring wise and only a 10th grader. Right on. So looking to next week, uh, starting off with Monday, um, you know, a lot, a lot of good options here early in the week. And then kind of towards the end of the week, uh, the game started, there's only a couple games a night towards the end of the week. So I had a lot of good options again. Sorry if I, I, I don't pick, uh, you know, your team, I, I shouted out a couple other games to watch a couple of the nights, but Monday, um, a couple of teams again, that have caught my eye. This last week, um, I tweeted out last week, is Northfield the wagon? Beaten JP's STA team. So um, a team that caught my eye. I want to I keep a peek uh, this week on them. They're playing another team that caught my eye against Jefferson. So Northfield and Hastings, uh, here we go. Monday night matchup. Uh, JP, I want you to pick this one first because you've seen both teams firsthand. I'm going to go – I'm going to give you the pick. I'm going to go Northfield. Um, Northfield, we went into it giving them no fair credit, right? We thought, oh, we're going down to Northfield, playing on a grass field. Their their town slogan is cows contentment in colleges or something like that. So we thought we were playing, you know, a bunch of farm boys that happened to play lacrosse. But, whew, we were wrong. They are a solid team. There is no one really on there that is going to – you know, be your standout guy, which I think is a great thing for a team like Northfield. They have a small roster, a great coaching staff, bunch of nice guys on that, on that staff that really know what they're doing down there. And they just, they have the whole town. It seems come out and fill their, their stands, which is great. Their goalie, their goalie is probably their standout player made a bunch of like outside shot saves, inside shot saves was clearing the ball. Well, I mean, Northfield, they've, they've bought into their program like full send. And I think Northfield's going to come away with kind of a big win against Hastings uh, tomorrow night. Like I said, they're, they deserve a lot more respect. And I think teams would give them coming into games against Northfield. I'm going to follow you on that. Even though I, I think we've under, we've continued to underestimate Hastings. Um, the fact that they beat you or that, the, that they beat STA um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with you and, and follow you on the Northfield pick, but I think I, I don't, I don't want to underestimate Hastings here. Uh, what does the coin have to uh, have to say? And, and does Ted have anything to add? I, I kind of don't want to use the coin on anymore. I th- think I'd rather be wrong picking my I, own games than being right. Using I, it was a, it was a great experiment um, knowing that I probably shouldn't bet on sports in any time in the near future if a coin beat it went way better than me okay um i i'm gonna go hastings here i, I like that pick i i i almost like I, you taking hastings more than me taking northfield yeah i i think i think i echo a lot what jp says northfield has been kind of a sleeping a sleeper in that, in that kind of that section one kind of outer Metro South side for a while. I, they really just haven't had, I think enough talent to like break through, but they are a good team, but Hastings is kind of riding the momentum wave right now. And I, I I think I'm going to take them. I I think 
I think they're better than I thought they were. Um, and, um, you know, that 10, nine loss to Jefferson, I, I don't like to do moral victories, but that's, um, and even to score nine on Jefferson, right. They, yeah. they, they have six, five, they, have a, they had a three to two game. It's like they're playing <laughs> hockey and Jefferson on the, on the lacrosse field. The, the Nild scored seven on Jefferson. Yeah. Right. And again, we don't know what Benilde's, you know, agenda is and all that, but Benilde scored seven. Um, and Hastings scored nine on Jefferson and Jefferson has a great defense. Like it, it, no two ways about it. Yeah. You know, as you can see by their score lines and Hastings, they didn't win the game, but they still scored nine. Uh, it sounds like Northfield's goalie though, is the X factor for Northfield. So this could be an interesting matchup here. And I'm sticking with Hastings. Uh, I'm not like, not super all in on it because I like Northfield, but I'm I think Hastings has the advantage. I like the pick. I, I'm, I like. The I'm pick. not going to change my pick, but the Hastings for, for Hastings. This is their last game of the year. I'm assuming their senior night because they are at home. Could change a few things. Put more minimum more towards. That might just be enough. Hastings. If it's senior night, yeah. I, I, if I had to bet this game, I would do more research. And if it's senior night, I would flip and I would put the money on senior night Hastings. Um, that's an interesting, that could be an interesting situation there. Um, look into Tuesday. This is a night, uh, things that caught my eye were, were the blue buds. So sorry to people who in the Metro area, but, uh, a couple of big games definitely caught my eye. Um, I'm going to give the game of the night, uh, to BSM Tonka. Um, again, a couple of teams in the great eight. Um, this is an opportunity for Tonka to move up that list. This would be a statement win for them. Uh, being 10 and one. Um, and I think this will tell us more about Tonka. I'm not sure how I, 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 I obviously I think Tonka is a great team, uh, but I think how they do against BSM will tell me more about their team. Yeah. I have a feeling this game is going to either be very tight or Ben is going to take care of business pretty quick. Um I would love to see Tonka kind of give one to Benilde before the end of the season. And like you said, it would be a big resume boost for Minnetonka. Um, I don't think the result of this is going to have any negative impact on either team, really. Um, if Benilde blows out Minnetonka, it's what we're expecting, right? Um, you know, That's if what it's you're a close one. Sounds like. Uh, don't, uh, don't speak for me. Don't speak yeah. for me, JP. I'm not, I'm not, you're I'm a not. private school guy. So obviously you're going to favor BSM. It sounds like, so yeah, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll write you in for BSM. I don't want to hear any more of this crap. You're speaking for everybody. Talking else. about speaking for each other. You're, you're making my picks for me. It sounds like I, I you know what? I'm going to speak for myself. I'm going to go with Minnetonka on this one. I'm going to go for the upset. No, you don't get to take Tonka. You don't you, you <laughs> get right. BSM's gonna blow them out. Well, so picks you're, on you're, my you're, list. I see how it is. You're on BSM. I don't, I'm not letting you flip. Yeah. Not right. like you flip to a public. You know, pick. you know what? When I'm right, make a pick. I, I won't tell you I told you so. Uh, this is an interesting game because I think if Tonka wins this, they have a case for potentially being the one seed in section two. I don't think it would it would end up happening. Um, you know, obviously Chan already beat BSM. Um but and Bolt and and Tonka lost to Edina. Chan lost to Edina. So if Tonka beats BSM, then they both have that quality win versus BSM. They both have a loss against Edina. Mm. 
And have they played head to head? Nope. Are they going to? Neither team has played Jefferson. Or no, sorry. Uh, sorry. Chan has played Jefferson and one. So that that probably ends up being the more. I think Chan will have more quality wins because they beat Prior Lake and beat Jefferson as well. Um, Does Todd play Chan before the end of the year? No. Oh, weird. Yeah. Nope. So it probably doesn't do much, like JP said, for any either team. Um. What Benilde team are we going to see? You know, are are they are they going to slow play? Are they going to come out firing? Are they going to be working on new stuff? Are they going to just run with their old stuff? Uh, like, you know, when it comes to a game that, you know, you don't have to have, you know, what, how do you utilize that to make yourself the best version of, you know, yourself tomorrow and going into playoffs? Um, and I, I, I'm not going to say they're not going to try to win the game. I mean, that, that would be foolish. Um, but you know, Tonka has shown that they, they have a solid defense. They're holding teams to single digits, but I'm taking Benilde, uh, as usual. I just think they are, they're just the best team. They're just doing things that with players that are superiorly superior talent level, um, than most teams have. And that what they can do with that um, is just kind of off the charts for me. Uh, but, you know, Tonka is the type of team that can hang with them because of the athletes that they have. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the, with the public school. I'm obviously taking Tonka all the way, baby. Um, anytime I can bet against Benilde, I'm going to do so. Uh, another game I'm keeping an eye on, I uh, just get a cake eater feel, you know, you, you got a Dinah. So, you know, there's going to be cake at this game. Uh, but then, you know, uh, the, the Blake school, um, these two squaring off, um, you know, I know we, we've been talking, you know, a little bit about, you know, Blake trying to get a quality win under their belt, get them in their conversation. Um, you know, I, 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 I rolled the mid wave. Um, but I think Edina is going to come out, uh, on top of this one. Plus they're the public school in, in this situation. Yeah, I agree with that one. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think there's really a whole lot to, to debate on this one. Edina has just been playing really well all year. Um, and I think Midbow's going to kind of realize that he's not quite in that top eight conversation yet. Um, but I think Blake is definitely knocking on the door for sure. Um, and I think if they can give a Dino a good run for their money and who knows, maybe even upset them, they are playing at Blake after all. Um, but yeah, I, I just think a Dino's, you know, coming into playoffs and going to be wanting to end the year on a hot note and just take care of Blake. Don't um, get me wrong. Though. Of, I still think he is fake news. <laughs> we'll see you in playoffs. Yeah. We will see um, you in playoffs. You know, I, I would love in the worst way for, for, a team that I used to coach at uh, Blake, the Blake school to get, you know, this, this quality win. I, I don't know at this point how much of a difference it makes in anything, you know, other than a quality win. Uh, I think they're probably locked in as the number two in their section. Uh, they already won their conference. So, um, you know, there's, there's not much other than, like, hey, this is just a stepping stone for our program, and I, I'd love to see Midbo get it. Um, 
but I I kind of feel like I should take Edina just so that we jinx Edina so that I can see Blake get a win. Yes. Uh, Dinah's a great team. I think Blake has a chance. Um, you know, after watching them play Chan, I, I was like, okay, like, you know, not, they don't have all the pieces, but there's some pieces there, you know, could, I'm going to take Blake. I'm taking Blake. <laughs> I'm taking Blake. So you're going to take Blake or you're going to take Edina. Cause we went three oh, and all, we went three and all against the jinx last week. So that, that has to revert at some point. Uh, I'm taking Blake. Okay, you're going Blake straight up. Respect the pick. Uh, Going to Wednesday. Another, obviously I'm interested because Prior Lake is in this game, but uh, I'm more interested in the Stillwater team. I'm excited to be able to see them play Wednesday night. Um, And again, another team that's in our grade eight. We have them at six, or sorry, we had them at six last week. I don't know where they're going to end up this week. Um, We had them at six. I think this will be a telling game for me again for Stillwater. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think this is a great opportunity for them. You know, they've scheduled well this year. They've played a lot of the top teams. Um, you know, when I saw them play Chan, I wasn't, um, you know, the reason why I always reference Chan is they stream their every game so I can watch I can watch those from the comfort of my own home all the time. They just put it on their Facebook feed. So, um, you know, again, people are like bias. You always talk about Chan, but it's like, well, they put that up there so I can see all these teams play against Chan. Um, again, that was early in the year, early ish in the year. Wasn't super impressed, but they, they certainly weren't a bad team. Um, you know, it was eight zip, I think going into the fourth Chan and then, Stillwater kind of stormed back and made it an eight, four, eight, five game. I didn't see a lot offensively, but again, a lot can change in a month in high school across, especially from April to May. Right. Yeah. Um, like sticks finally get dialed in. You're getting some practice time. You have film to review. Like there's so much more to your disposal, um, come May than you have in April. Um, certainly don't doubt, you know, that, the Stillwater's athletics, you know, athletic ability. They got athletes all over the field. So um, I, I'm going to take prior Lake in this as a, for a win, but I, I am interested to see, I think, I think uh, Stillwater will hang in there. Um, you know, keep it, keep it respectable. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of agree with you, Ted. I think Stillwater, um, we saw them early, first game of the year, actually. Very, very solid defensively. Um, I think that's the best aspect of their team. Um, but like you said, there's not a whole lot of crazy talent going on on the offensive end. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Prior Lake on this one. It is a home game for Stillwater. Uh, it's a bit of a drive for the Lakers to get out there. Maybe they come off slow off the bus. Maybe they're a little bit sleepy. Stillwater catches them with the – you know, a couple early goals and, you know, they turned it into a, a tight game. Um, but I, I, I still just have faith in prior Lake to kind of pull it out at the end of the day uh, for this one. Yeah. That, that's an interesting aspect of like just the drive that, you know, the home team in this situation, you know, similar with the Chan thing that I referenced. So water had to drive to Chan, which is a, a six hour drive or something like that. 
Um, <laughs> and you know, comes off the bus and it's probably just the legs are dead. You're just, that's a tough, that's a tough, um, away game. So prior lakes in that same situation. So that's an interesting factor. Uh, another game. We, of- we could also be looking at another still or another senior night situation for Stillwater. It's the last regular season game of the year is at home. Again, if they come out to a hot start, look out for the ponies to pull one away. But who Where knows? You- could be. I think it's adding up though to be a good game. Who are you taking, PMAC? Uh, I'm taking Prior Lake. Oh, really? <laughs> Can you no. tell why? Because I'm biased. Just biased? Yeah, you're biased. Because I'm because uh, I'm biased. I'm biased towards my hometown. Uh, I'm an alumni, and uh, I like public schools. I, they're both public schools in this case, but. I'm biased towards public schools. Um, so, yeah, I'm biased. And they, there's so lots of six kids there. So yeah. about that jinx, then are you going to take Stillwater so that you don't jinx them? No, the, no, the jinx is the jinx has been uh in our favor, I guess you could say. Yeah, but you said isn't didn't you just say it's gotta revert at some point? It's gotta reverse at some point. I think it's gonna revert uh Oh no, we didn't put a jinx on the line in that Edina game. Nope. I thought I we wanted you to be uh, under pressure. Ooh, you trust the jinx? No, yeah, I trust okay. the jinx. I trust I, I trust I trust my gut. I trust my um and there's and there's you know actually the main reason why, because there's a lot of 36 players from Prior Lake. And so yeah, I know what they're work what I'm working with there. So yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just I'm biased. biased. You know, and it's it's nice though that like if people don't want bias, they can watch like ESPN and like the, the you know the ABC and NBC news. There's no there's no bias or narrative when you watch those um, or listen to those channels. So um, <laughs> you know, hey, like if if you don't like us, then you know go go listen and and they probably won't talk about the Patriots that often. Hey, uh, go watch CNN; they're not biased either. Yeah, either. exactly. So uh, going to Thursday night, Eastview Tonka. Uh, I know Eastview, uh, we've had differentiating opinions. I'm all in on Eastview yeah. uh, going into this Eastview Thursday night Tonka game. Uh, and I hope they win. Uh, again, I picked, I know I picked Tonka uh, earlier in the week too, but it's if Eastview beats Tonka here, I think they could slide into maybe a grade eight discussion. Yeah, I don't like that pick at all. <laughs> I just don't like that pick at all. Fade it. Fade it. I dare I, you. Yeah, I dare I'm, you. I'm you guys doubted me. doubted Eastview a week or two ago, so fade me. I dare I mean, you. Yeah, but, like, it's Minnetonka. They, like, there's just I, – I don't see it happening. And, again, it's senior night at Minnetonka. They're not going to lose. Hey, I – Eastview is going to be fired up. You know how much they hate senior night? I don't even think they did one for their own seniors this year. That's how, no, that's they don't fake respect the program. They don't respect that, the seniors. That's totally fake news. I'm sure they did a senior night. But they hate Tonka senior night. Guarantee that. You're, <laughs> you're taking Tonka? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Take Tonka. Oh, Ted, Ted, who are <laughs> you taking? You, I think Ted was the biggest daughter on Eastview last time. I was. Um, yeah. And they, they, what was the – what was the final with um, Eastview and Edino? Eight to five or something like that? Four to seven. What was it? Four to seven. Okay, respectable. Eastview has pieces, I'm telling you. Um, Not on the offensive end. That's where they have – they have definitely have pieces on the offensive end. They got four goals against Edina. What are you talking about pieces? Edina's good, dude. Right. They're good news, <laughs> but they're good. 
It was eight, eight to three, eight to three. Oh, well, even, even proving my point. Yeah. Um, I mean, defensively, it, they're obviously, I mean, they've, they've, they've hung with so many good teams, like, you know, eight to three, do we die in a, like five goals, like a three goal loss to Shakopee, a two goal loss to prior Lake, a three to two loss to Jefferson. I got to keep mentioning that stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, you want to say like they they have what it takes, like they're they're so close. But I'm taking Tonka. I just think there's more pieces to the puzzle, um, and that's probably all they need to. I, I'm sure they're listening to this, um, and I hope I hope they are, and I hope that that's motivation to be like, let's go win this game so we can prove down the alley wrong that we are for real. No, two thirds of down the alley. I've been I've been pumping the east view and like they got great coach they have players like i think everything is like the recipe card is is set now they just got to put it together right they got to get the right you know the right amounts the right uh of everything and go in and you know just play a complete game against a good team and um they they've certainly like been respectable in their losses so now it's like what do they need to do to, to fit, to, to make a two goal loss, a one goal win, you know, is it a couple less turnovers? Is it a guy finding the back of like getting hot and scoring? Is it tightening up the clears? Like what I, I'm sure they have these conversations, but yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to see it, but I, I, my, my gut is saying Tonka is just a little bit more, a little bit more polished at this point. All right. I'll, uh, I'm happy to be the underdog here and, 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 you know, be going against both of you. I, I I love that opportunity. Going to Friday night, Breck versus Providence Academy. Uh, Providence Academy, a team I've uh, seen play live. I have not seen uh, Breck play. Uh, I'm taking Providence Academy in this as I've seen kind of what's going on there a little bit. Again, a team that has pieces. Um, they've got a young stud attackman um, that I, I'm a big fan of. So, uh, I'm taking Providence Academy in this one, but I, I have no clue what the Breck scout is. Well, the, looking back at Providence Academy's schedule, it looks like they lost to Breck 10 to one earlier in April. Um, so oh, that is not more bo- motivation. They're going to come back and win. Oh, baby, let's go. I like my pick. Even all right, more. All right, oh, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Another. Last game of the year, home game situation for Providence Academy. Ooh. Maybe they come fired up. They realize they got knocked out by Breck earlier in the year. It's been a month since that game, almost to the day. Uh, I don't hate your pick for Providence Academy, uh, but I, I I think I'm still going to go Breck on this one. Okay, fair enough. I, did, I, I didn't even look at the scores. I'm just going off of my eye test. Hey, you trust your gut. You know, it's pointing you in the right direction, I think. But um, the so the head coach at Breck is Corbin Tao. Um, he he uh, played. I don't remember where he played his college. I think Robert Morris. I think that's where it was. And then played for the Swarm for a while. Played some NLL. He's from Canada. Big box guy. Really smart lacrosse coach. Um, he probably people probably don't know him as much because he's at Breck and Breck just is pretty lean at this point. They just don't have the numbers. So like he can only do so much with what he has. Um, but 
I, I really respect him as far as like what he can come up with, you know, especially offensively. Um, so I think, I think I'm taking Breck in this one. Okay. Happy to go against uh, both of you again. Uh, Saturday, um, again, not complaining about the matchup, but th- this is the last game of the Minnesota high school regular season. As far as I know, I, I think this is the last week, right? So Saturday, yeah. there is one game, and it is Chaska versus Delano. Um, again, a, a couple of up-and-coming programs. Don't know if they've played, uh, but I know a few guys at Chaska, so I'm going to trust my bias. I'm going to trust who I know, what I know, and I'm going to ride the Chaska wave in the last regular season game in Minnesota. Delano has a sweet Tiger logo. So, and looking at the schedules, they haven't played very similar schedules, um, but I think Delano has beaten a few better opponents than Chaska has this year. They've got a better record. They've got a better logo. They've probably got some sweet uniforms going with the orange and the black. I think, I think Delano again, Senior night, senior day, I guess. At home, I'm taking Delano. I am also going to take the Chaska wagon here. Uh, the the reason I'm kind of trying to look at some um, like opponents and um, just kind of looking at through the schedule, I, I think Chaska has enough pieces to win this one. I, th- I think it could be close, though. Uh, maybe a couple goal game, but I- I'm gonna go with Chaska. All right. Um, <clears throat> going to the girls' side uh, again. I've been keeping in contact with my source. Uh, I've been trying to stay in tune on the on the, in the girls' game. Going to some games, you know, keeping my ear, uh, you know, to the grindstone. You know, hearing hearing what I can. And I've got I've got five uh, great games this week, and um. Starting the week off, Armstrong versus Elk River. Uh, my source says Armstrong is the favorite. I Again, I don't know much about either of the programs. Um, but I'm going Elk River based on uh, based on the logos. You know, JP, I kind of like what you're, you brought up with Delano. Um, I, I like Elk River's brand a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I know – Nothing, like I said last week, I think, about girls lacrosse in the state of Minnesota. Um, but I'm actually going to go the opposite way based on logos. Ooh. I like Armstrong's look. They got the red, white, and blue going. Okay. They've got some some bird in it. I don't know what the bird is, but it looks sweet. It's got that kind of traditional look. It's a falcon. It's a falcon? Yeah, a falcon. I'm going Armstrong. Let's see here. Um. So Champlin Park, who we've, we've said is a decent side, Armstrong lost seven to nine and Elk River lost seven to 10 to Cham- Ooh, Champlin Park. That's so, a good matchup. Um, and then let's see, Maple Grove was another good team. Armstrong lost three to eight to um, Maple Grove. And let me pull up Elk River. 
They lost eight to nine to Maple Grove. I think I'm going to take Elk River just based on like opponents. Um, any, any no other reason than that? Uh, just kind of comparing and contrasting. So I'll take Elk River. Uh, second pick of the pick of the week: Edina versus Blake. Edina definitely the favorite. Right. So Ted's jumping on the Edina wagon um, early and often. Um, yeah, no, Edina is definitely the favorite. Um, they're, they're probably the clear cut number one team, um, you know, in the state on the girls side. Um, and again, I, I, I think I said this about the boys too. Like, I don't like picking either one, but I'll just, I'll stay on the Edina train for this game. Just, just cause. Let's, uh, put the jinx to the test. I'm going with Edina. Let's see if it's still oh. real. There you go. The girl side jinx. Uh, Edina's just been lights out on the girl side all year. So um, they got some superstars. They seem to be just playing really good lacrosse. So, um, I mean, I jumped on them early, but you know, they, until proven otherwise, I mean, they're, they're like benilled on the boys side. They just have all the pieces. Yeah. Shout out Haley Reek or Reck leading goal scorer for Edina. 59 goals this year through 11 yeah. games. She's a stud. Uh, yeah. I've seen it firsthand. She's the real deal. Um, going to Louisville next year, uh, I believe. Um, so yeah, no, she's the real deal. I she's going to be a, a finalist for uh, uh, Miss, um, you know, Mrs. Lacrosse. You know, she's going to be in the running for that. She's going to be an All American. You know, all that good stuff. So, um, so yeah, no, for sure, uh, she's the real deal. This next game, Champlin versus Blaine. Um, I think down the alley uh, is on the Champlin train for the girls' program. Uh, so I, I guess I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Champlin on this one. Well, you, you did it earlier for me, but that's all right. I'm going to go with Champlin, though. <laughs> I, I think yeah, Champlin's kind of a wagon this year. I, I think I think they got this one kind of wrapped up. Yeah, um, Blaine looks to be like they're six and six. Um, you know, haven't really competed much with the kind of the better teams. They they've beat up on some of the the lower end teams. So I, I'm going to take Champlin Park as well. Game is at the National Sports Center. That's kind of cool. Oh, I wonder where exactly they've got a big stadium, don't they? Yeah, they I, they have those turf fields and and then they have their grass field and um, I don't know if like if Blaine always plays there, I would assume they play at their high school, right? When, yeah. Cause like, and their other home games are Blaine high school. So this one is at the national sports center kind of must be some special feature game last game of the year for, um, for both teams. So hmm. that's kind of cool. Um, this next one, it's This is a big matchup, right? Uh, I think, before I say the names, you're going to probably be like, oh, that one's for sure the favorite. But I think it's going to be closer than your initial gut is going to is going to think. Um, Prior Lake versus Rosemount. Um, this Rosemount girls team is a sleeper. Like, don't sleep on them. They, they played earlier this year. It was – I can't remember the score off the top of my head. Relatively close. Um and Rosemount's Rosemount's for real on the girls' side this year. Um, I, I obviously I'm going to pick Prior Lake, but this could be a nail biter of a game. 
So that, that first matchup was 13 to nine prior Lake. Uh, but the first half of that game was eight to seven prior Lake. So I think you're right. And Rosemont was up at, at one point in the second half. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Rosemount is going to be able to make this a nail biter. Um, and don't be surprised if, you know, coming down to the end of the year, you get that revenge game matchup kind of going. Rosemount might give one back to the Lakers. Um, I, I'm going to go with, with Prior Lake again because we are the most extremely biased podcast in the world um, and stick with uh, some of the 36 girls in the hometown, so to speak, for 36 as – you know, coaching staff goes. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pirate League. Um, yeah, it does look like Rosemount has a solid squad this year. Some nice wins, some close losses to good teams. Um, curious as to why they're playing again. Is there a reason for that? I think it was just a scheduling thing. They want like both teams wanted to get a decent game in, like in the last week. Okay. Um, like the. I think it was just a weird scheduling thing. Right. Uh, I, I don't know if it was anything more than that. I'm, I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, part of me wants to, to, to give Rosemount the benefit of the doubt here and take them, but I fear of what would happen to me if I did that, uh, because I, a lot of prior, there's a lot of prior Lake faithful, um, women in my life that know me and know where I live. Um, uh, this, so that, that scares me a little bit. Um, let's see. I think either pick you make on this, your Twitter DMS are going to get lit up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take prior Lake and here's why. Rosemount has a game against Woodbury the night before. And is not. Um, so I'm trying. So for all of you, like, you're biased, you know, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. But they do have to come off. You know, we saw what happened to Lakeville South when they had to go back to back into Prior Lake and play. Uh, I don't know if this game's at Prior Lake or not, but. Um, you want to say it is. It is. It is. So. For that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to take Prior Lake with a win, but I do think it will be close, and it could be one of those things where Prior Lake has to, you know, take advantage of maybe some fresher legs in the late in the second half to come back and win this one. Uh, last game that we're gonna we're gonna pick uh, Lakeville South versus the Blake Bears. Um, Lakeville South, definitely. I've seen both of these these clubs play. Uh, South definitely the favorite. Um, they're a really good team. Uh, I would say they're the number three team for the girls in the state right now. Um, I personally not a fan of that squad. Uh, being a Laker fan, being biased, uh, conference mat, you know, conference, um, you, you know, uh, rival. Um, so I'm taking Blake, um, as I'm not a fan of, of what's going on in the South program. Um, so I'm going Blake, uh, taking the underdog. I think they're going to make an, an upset here, uh, in this South versus Blake, uh, situation. Lakeville South has one, two, three, four, five, six games where they put up at least 20 goals. 
so I am going to take Lakeville South hands down. If you're going to average that many goals throughout your season, or at least through six games, I mean, how can you not put it up against anybody? And again, last game of the year, senior night at home for Lakeville South, I, I think they're going to route Blake. I'm going to take Lakeville South as well. Um, you know, obviously that offense is, is obviously on fire, but both teams have three games this week. South plays Northfield, Buffalo, and then Blake. And then Blake plays Edina, Bloomington, Jefferson, and then South. That is a tough three-game end of the year for Blake uh, because I think Jefferson girls are pretty solid as well. Uh, obviously, Edina is, is is great. That is a tough um, – that's a tough way to end the year on three games. So I'm going to take South. I think they're going to be the fresher team. Uh, I do want to note one thing. This is just completely off, not off top. It's kind of on topic. I'm looking at the Lakeville South schedule. They play Buffalo at Buffalo on Wednesday and location is at Buffalo high school, but they put the address in there. Bison Boulevard, Buffalo, Minnesota, Bison field. Um, maybe we need to get, a Bison Boulevard street sign that I can hang up back here. Or you can hang up on your wall. <laughs> um, I may probably should give it to you. You're you're all in on the Buffalo Bison, the purple wagon, or purple and silver or whatever. I know they have some purple in their in their um, uniforms, but Bison Boulevard got a nice ring to it. Um, so shout out to to Buffalo High School. Uh, but again, yep, taking Lakeville South. I think a tall ask for Blake just at face value, but coming off the games that they have to play before that, that's going to be, um, that's going to be a grind. Uh, moving on to the rankings. Um, I, I was asked to do a girls rankings. Um, and then we'll do the boys rankings as I I'm probably the only one here that has been to any girls lacrosse games. I'm just going to do Pmax top six. Okay. Right? Yeah. Top six. Um, as I think there's six contenders this year that could legitimately win the girls state tournament. And here are my six first you know, one through six and starting unbiased. Cause do I want to take this team? Absolutely not. But it's Edina. Edina is the number one team. Uh, I, they're undefeated. They're rolling everybody. Um, and then, you know, basically the, the, the rest are pretty much head to head. Uh, it kind of fell in my lap pretty easily here. Um, but Prior Lake, number two, um, Lakeville South, number three, again, a team that I don't like, um, but I, I think they divert, divert, uh, deserve that spot. Um, four, uh, Chanhassen. Um, I know they've got a couple of losses. They've been battling some injuries, but I think they're the fourth best team going into playoffs. Uh, and I think they're going to make some noise, uh, here at state. Uh, they got a lot of good pieces all over the field. Uh, number five, Rosemount. Um, this could be low for them. This, this might, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it's low for the Rosemount community, this might be low. Uh, again, I, I, I was pumping their tires when we were talking about the PL Rosemount. I, I'm high on Rosemount this year on their girls program. Um, so I could see them right by the end of the year, sliding up from five um, and then six Blake, um, they've made some noticeable wins. I think they just beat Eden Prairie last week. Um, so they're in the top six. I think that's the echelon of 
you know, any of these six teams I think could come out on top this year. Champlin Park is the best of the not listed. Uh, Chan- so Champlin Park, put them at seven. Let's let let's, let's sneak them in, and I hope they make some noise here. Number seven. Um. Um. But going on. So in your rankings, are the girls sections the same as boys? Right? They don't. No, change. they're not. I learned. I I had a I had a conversation today, and I learned the boys and girls sections. You might as well bring your coin out. I, I, I thought they were going to be identical. They're not. Oh, that's confusing. Because I was going to say Edina, Rosemont, PL, all in one section. That kind of sucks. But That's what I thought. But listen to this. Listen to this. Edina, same section as PL, same section as Blake. Blake's in there. Who knew? Yeah, okay. Who knew? So, yeah, yeah no, the sections are wild. Um, And it, it's going to – it, it, it makes that it's going to be a tough section, uh, section six. And yeah. there's going to be a couple, couple teams that, you know, probably should be at the big dance and, and aren't. Uh, but going over to the boys, um, I guess for me, if, if we're starting at number one, I don't see any movement from one or two, you know, BSM Chan, any, any movement there? Yes. Oh, I Ooh. think, I think they need to be flipped. I, after watching both these teams play, I, I and I might be a little bit biased because Benilde kind of gave us one the other yesterday, but I think Chan as an overall team is a bit more disciplined, is a bit more clean on all aspects of the game. They've got, you know, they're just they're just solid in almost every single situation. Benilde, very pretty consistently solid, I should say, but. There are just some times where I'm like, mm, I you don't quite look like what a number one team in the state should look like. Number two for sure. But there are just times where Benilde would make a mistake, and I'll speak for the St. Thomas, we would make a mistake, and they would capitalize on that. But they wouldn't capitalize on the first one. Chan, though, on the other hand, for the most part, was capitalizing on that first mistake and taking advantage of almost every opportunity that they could. Benilde, you know, took them, you know, taking a bad shot, hard ride, bad shot, hard ride goal, you know, but Chan just kind of every time was able to bury and able to accomplish what they're setting out to accomplish. Um, I don't know. You could change my mind, but I don't think either team is really, I think they're both equally like, you know, contenders to be number one team in the state. Yeah. I I think that's good feedback. Obviously you've been on the sideline on both, teams last like basically last week you saw them both um i don't think we can drop nil at this point for beating edina jefferson um and maybe jefferson was in the last um the last rankings but they beat edina you know handedly they crushed benilde or um sorry centennial so I, I don't disagree with your comments. I mean, you know, you you saw it firsthand, but we can't really drop Benilde for their wins. They've only had wins. And Chan, I don't, I mean, has Chan done won a game that we'd be like, wow, they need to be bumped up higher is the question. Yeah, they, they beat Benilde. Head to head, they beat Benilde. That's the argument. I would I would tend to agree slightly with Ted on the full body of work. Fair. Yeah. yeah. 
I and this is also me just really not wanting to see the Scarlet Knights or whatever they are at that number one spot. Just the Red Knights. The Red Knights, whatever. But you know, it's just me. And again, a lot of 36 guys on chance. So I have to, you know, give them all credit whether they deserve it or not. Because down the alley, what else would you expect? Don't give me. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't love to see Chan. I'd love to put Chan number one. Yeah, uh, they have the head to head. Um, but you know, Benilde, they beat Tonka, or no, they they play Tonka, so they haven't played them played them yet. They beat Edina big. Chan lost to Edina. They beat Jefferson by two. Chan beat Jefferson by one. So it's probably one A and one B at this point. But I think personally, I'm if there's a vote, I'm sticking with Benilde one, Chan two. I think I think I am getting outvoted here on this one, so I, I'm okay with leaving it how it is on the top two. And trust me, I don't. It 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 pains me. It pains me to see PSM at one. It, it makes me sick. Um, <laughs> but I I would I would agree with Ted. That would be my that would be my unbiased vote at this time. Can we do next week the biased? 36 <laughs> DTA. Sorry, not 30. Well, it would be 36, but um, okay. So, so yeah, moving on to three. So moving on. This, to three, this, is, this is my talking. This is, this is what I wanted to talk about because again, I, I I've been comparing Jefferson to the stock market. One of the, the great short investor, Michael Burry, Dr. Burry, uh, he announced and he showed and he reported he's, he, a lot of put options on Tesla. Tesla's been going to the moon. He's got put options. He's betting that thing is going south back to Earth. Gravity's going to start catching that. And, you know, it, it, if I was an investor on, on our down the alley list, I'd be following Dr. Burry's advice there, and I'd be putting in put options on Jefferson. I think they're a little overranked. I think they need to come back down to Earth a little bit. Um and then Hastings score, it just it just adds to the resume for me of they can't be number three. But I would like to I would like to shoot over to you guys. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with the Hastings, uh, you know, close win that Jefferson probably had a worse week than Adina um, since the last rankings. Head-to-head, though, of course, Jefferson did win, but it's a one-goal game, and it's a a low-scoring game, so probably not the best effort out of either team. Um, If we're we're making these rankings based off of the last week of play, um, I think Adina's 8-3 win over Eastview um, is more impressive to me than Jefferson 10-9 over Hastings. Um, But... I, I think at this point in time, Jefferson has not fallen. I'm not saying that they won't. And I, I do agree with you, actually. I think they will drop off here soon. Um, but, you know, again, if we're basing these rankings off of last week's play, I like Adina's resume more than I like Jefferson's. Yeah. Um, it's I they they've won their two games this week, but, you know, not huge score lines again they're that's not really the type of team they are um and we have a dyna four we had a dyna four i'm not ready to really move them up after the drudging they took to benilde um you know as this number four team yes you're playing the number one team but like you should keep it a little closer that's my opinion but um 
And I, I mean, I know that was, was that last week though? Was that already accounted for? That was accounted for. Okay. So then I would have to say the only, and then was Tonka five? Tonka is seven. Okay. We had PL at five. And, and PL they five, Stillwater at six, Tonka seven, Shakopee was at eight. Still, Burpire Lake also did not have, you know, they won this week, but it was against a, a, a young Egan team. So not really doing anything this week week that's making me think they should move up Stillwater, same thing um so i think the debate really is between jefferson and adina for that three spot yeah august 10 and one right yeah i think we move out I, I would move tonka up honestly who they've only lost to who edina right yes i'd put edina at three tonka at four jefferson five and then still, so then Prior Lake's dropping a spot to six. I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm just, yeah. I mean, that unfortunately, that, that would, wouldn't, I, the only thing with, Pri, I don't want to punish Prior Lake for a win. They just didn't, they only had one game. So, um, Taka had, I mean, they played Orno on Saturday. We won 13 to three. Um, well, I guess they played Farmington and Wyzetta. They won both those games. So, never mind. Prior Lake put three in those. Uh, nine to six. Yeah. So maybe I'm not ready to put them at, uh, I think it's kind of a, like who, who wants to drop out of that three spot. Um, you know, I've just, had, I've had, I have short positions now in Edina and Jefferson. I I'm shorting those stocks right now. I mean, maybe I, I'd even be willing to put prior Lake at three, to be honest. Um, and then move everybody down one spot. They lost to Edina, though. Yeah, so I think he died. I think we keep it then. I don't think anybody has created a case. I know it'd be fun to shake things up every week, but like nobody's really created a case. Either they've won, if they've been the top teams, they've won, and the bottom teams have have won or lost a good team. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, Shakopee, I could see moving them up. But who do you move down is the question. Like, unless there's somebody clearly to lose their spot, like the first ranking is always going to be the one to set the standard, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think, like we kind of said it, right? This week was just a week of everybody taking care of business where they should, but no one doing anything that's going to make them stand out against anybody else. I could see flipping, like, you think someone, I don't remember who mentioned it, but flipping Edina and Jefferson. Edina, Edina. That would be the only, like again if it's just on the last, the last week of play because the if we're talking about just the wins that they had, yeah, Dinah had a more quality win than Jefferson, but Jefferson owns the head to head, so I would I would say if I was my vote I would say keep it Jefferson three Dinah four, okay, but I could see a flip flop there if we're just focusing on the last week of game. I don't know how we're doing it, so. Um, I guess I don't either. We, we're, we're making up as we go. A total body of work. Um, you know, I think head to head should account for something in BSM case. In BSM's case, they lost to Chan, but they have a lot of other quality wins. So they kind of hold that spot. But uh, yeah, I think nobody really has won a game that makes me go, wow, they should be like way higher. 
I agree. JP, any thoughts on, or are we just keeping this the same? Yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it's more correct to keep it the same than to switch it up. Okay. We're just kind of switching up based on feeling more than actual performance. What, uh, what was Stillwater ranked? They were ranked six. So that could be a potential move. They got Wayzata on Tuesday, Prior Lake on Wednesday. So I think between those two games, you have potential, depending on how those go, yeah. potential to move Stillwater up. And then Wayzata plays Chan on one of the days. They play Chan next week. Chan's last game. They're going to have to win to get in the top eight. Yep. So I think if if Wayzata wins that game, if they beat Stillwater and they beat Chan, I think they're in the top eight. I don't, I don't see it happening, but I, you know, at least, in, at least they have opportunities to, to do that. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right. So there could be some potential moves on the boys side after this week. Uh, we've got at least a new list for everybody on the girls side, PMAX top six. Yep. Um, but I like our picks. I like what we're doing. Um, and I'm excited, you know, obviously one more week of regular season, but I'm excited to get through it and get to playoffs. Oh yeah. And yeah, we went like, we went almost two hours tonight. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, geez, you know, geez. when you add the girl stuff in too, then that, I mean, I'm glad we're doing that. Cause I think there's a lot of good comp competitive girls games this year. Um, but you know, it adds a little bit of time. So I don't, maybe we have to, to timestamp our, uh, or put like timestamps in the show notes for people to be able to fast forward to like the section they want to hear or something. Listen but, to it all. Listen yeah, to the boys. We got to make them we've listen. Got good, we've got good content all, all yeah. however long this ends up being. I'm biased. I do not want to listen to it all, you know? You know what? I, I don't know. I just thought <laughs> I'd make a suggestion, guys. No, screw suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> a dictatorship of a podcast, and we're going to talk about who we want to talk about for how long we want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going off the rails. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll be back next week to preview playoffs. We're going to have to talk about, I guess, when hopefully, hopefully we get some playoff seedings. Do you know when those come out? Yeah, I don't know. Right. pretty quickly because they have games coming up. So hopefully we have playoff seeds next Sunday at 8 30 PM. When we get on, Don't, we're going to have a special podcast session when that gets released. I think that there might be a two episode week next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll just put up our rankings on how they should be. And then the second yeah, episode would be yeah, trapping on the, the real rankings about how wrong we really were. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure it out next week. Uh, tune in, tweet us and write us reviews and just uh, make some burner accounts and, and yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Attack Ted's DMS. Yeah. yeah. You have full permission. Get after Ted. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk next week. See you guys later.